Rowdy, Rowdy, Rowdy Telez, and my guy Rowdy Razor over here. Rowdy Telez, a dinger in the first. Mike Brasso, a dinger in the fifth. And it would be Rowdy Telez, sack fly in the tenth to get it done over the Padres. And how about our guy, Joel? Right, ready? Joel Piamps getting his first career save as the airbender Devin Williams got it done in the ninth. Not uh, Joel. Not Joel. Joel. Rowdy, 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 Rowdy. How are we feeling about Rowdy? Yeah, I, I nearly swore off that game last night when they uh, ended up tying it and going to extras. <laughs> I, oh, yeah? I said to myself, You said Matt F. and Bush? You know what? I'm giving it the 10th inning, and then I'm going to call it. <laughs> and thankfully, the Brewers got it done. Yeah. Well, and how about Christian Yelich actually adding some value, Rowdy? He got ah, uh, Well, he didn't get on. He was put on second base because that's the rules in the extras. And then Rowdy Tellez was able to get, get him home. Christian Yelich, one way or another, is going to earn that 27 almost $28 million. And how about the legs of Yelich when you put him on second? There we go. Man, uh, how about Adamas too? How about Colin Ray though? For a guy coming up from AAA, asked for a spot start. Obviously, he replaced Jansen Junk. Wasn't he just in Japan last year, and he hadn't started since 2020 in Major League Baseball? Uh, Colin Ray was. He was uh, a Padre. He's he's kind of been a guy that's been back and forth between AAA and uh, the big leagues. He's kind of like a quadruple arm. I think he was in Japan last year. Um, Yeah, call it. How about this, Rowdy? Colin Ray. Was a Padre. He was a Padre, right? He was a Padre. And then you had Trent Grisham, who was a Brewer, also making noise for the Padres last night. There was this all this this alternate universe happening between former Brewers and former Rays. It was wild. Well, it or, doesn't, uh, Padres, it doesn't I mean. stop there because uh, former Padre, Padre Eric Lauer is on the mound tonight. <laughs> yeah, then there's that. And, um, God, there was one other connection. Uh, was it Matt Bush? Anyways, it was a it was an awesome game. Um yeah, former Padres right-hander Colin Ray shut down his old team. Then you had Trent Grisham with the bat, who used to be on the Milwaukee Brewers. And then there was Matt Effing Bush, who who drafted him. Um, God, it was a long time ago, too. I, I was reading about this this morning. I can't remember now. A good win, though, for the Brewers, uh, nonetheless, last night. Yeah, okay. So Matt Bush, the Padres made Matt Bush the number one overall pick in the 2004 draft. That's what I was reading. So there's former Brewers, former Padres, now switching teams and getting it done. Baseball is such a wild and crazy sport, Rowdy. Then Devin Williams, uh, Devin Williams got the win last night, didn't he? Uh, Yes, he did. Yeah. Look at this. What a game last night. It felt good to see the Brewers, um, who lost their previous series, start out this series with a win. Yeah, but that was a a much-needed Five and what was it? Five and two thirds innings from Colin yeah. Ray. Two hits, one earned run, struck out six. Because without that, you're then searching for Eric Lauer to have a huge start tonight, and or a bullpen that would have just been devastated. And it's a bullpen that, yeah, the numbers are really good so far this season, but it feels like it's definitely a small sample size. And by having an extra arm out like a Brandon Woodruff. It feels like that could that missing hole in the rotation could really also affect the bullpen. Yeah, and the fact that Colin Ray could come up and pitch the way he did, uh, you could argue that he saved their bullpen potentially for the rest of the weekend. Oh, totally, dude. And how about and how about this? Uh, Devin Williams, the Airbender, on full display last night. I've, the the Brewers on their social media team posted a supercut of uh, the Airbender last night. 
he went and struck out, was it Soto, Bogarts, and then Cruz. Uh, one, two, three. Take a listen to how it sounded. The payoff. Struck him wow. out. Fastball at 95. Wow. There's one. That is a guts. Going away. The 2-2. Two, two. Swing and a foul held on to by Contreras. Two, two gone in the ninth. Nelson Cruz. That was pretty bad. The, the airbender rowdy, awesome. And how about our guy from not uh, trying to learn his name too well and said, once you're good, we'll learn your name, to you getting it down and then teaching me, Joel Piamps with his first MLB career save. <laughs> and man, did the Brewers need it. <laughs> yes, indeed. See, that game, I know it, it's still not that long, even though it went extra innings compared to what games used to be. Mm-hmm. But that game just felt like... Once the Padres tied it up, you were kind of like, yeah, man, this game's dragging. This game's dragging. I literally said mad effing Bush, but I didn't say effing. I said the whole word. It's dragging. What was the official time on that, by the way? I'm trying to I'll go look. But um, what was the game clock on that? I gotta I'm going to guess like a little over three and a half hours. Yeah. Um, I can't find it. I'll find it. All right. So, yeah, the game, it was nice. And then... Um, so what does that mean, Rowdy? Like, how big of a move was that for Colin Ray? Like, wh- wh- how how unexpected, I guess I should say, was that for you? Colin Ray coming in out Ooh, of nowhere. I was way off. Game time, according to this, 251. Oh, whatever. Man, it felt a lot longer than that. Well, it's all the pressure in the, you know, the, the 10th. <laughs> time, time, time didn't feel uh, quite right. But Colin Ray coming in, Rowdy, how, how big is, is this? And is this, a like, will we see more of him? You have to imagine that he probably earned another start, yeah. especially because Brandon Woodruff's going to miss two or three starts. Well, they they already moved their starting rotation back a day because this was kind of like the fill-in. This was the spot start. Yeah. So Eric Lauer originally was scheduled to pitch yesterday. Now they're pushing him back. Um, yeah, you wonder how they're going to work the next probably – two weeks worth of, of starts just because Brandon Woodruff is down for 10 to 15 days and who knows shoulder inflammation that could hang around longer, or that could be something where he feels good now, but in, you know, a month later it might re aggravate itself. Who, who knows? But yeah, I would imagine Woody probably misses three starts because they're probably more cautious than anything with it. And It'll be a combination of Colin Ray, Jansen Junk, and however they go about this. Because Jansen Junk, I guess the the brewer said thank you for your service a couple nights ago. Yeah. They option him back down and then they bring Colin Ray up. Yeah. And but Colin Ray and Jansen Junk and some of those guys, they were all in the same boat going into spring training. Well, we pretty much already have our starting five unless something were to come out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. But you guys are basically the triple A MLB quadruple A arms for this season that are going to be optioned up and down if we have injuries, come in out of the bullpen, be used as a starter, wherever yeah. we need you as extra arms. That's what their role was already going to be this year, kind of coming in. Playing a little hokey pokey. Now, here's so before the game, a Brewers manager, Craig Council, was talking about you know the pitching rotation versus San Diego this series. So uh, I saw this, I saved it, I wanted to play it. So Counts talks about, you know, we are playing the long game to try and get us through a 162-game schedule. So here's a little snippet, a little look in 
the mind of Craig Council and the Brewers pitching against the Padres this season. This particular stretch, if it gets us through April, I think we're probably looking at making like three starts in April on four days rest, you know, in cumulatively. If, um, and so we thought this was the this was the time to do it. And well, there'll be we kind of look in the schedule ahead, and we picked out a couple other stretches that make sense. Doesn't mean we're for sure going to do it, but it, but it may make sense to do it a couple other times. Um, and just just you know, these guys, the Padres are doing it as well. Um, they're they're just going straight six man rotation, um, and and so it's just it's a. Look, you're playing the long game, and, and and that's what we're doing here is playing the long game to try to get us, um, you know, through a 162 game schedule um, and um, keep these guys not only not only healthy but effective as they possibly can be. Well, that's a, another little snippet from Gregory. Yeah. So um, yesterday afternoon, uh, the winner's take was released again. Uh, the gambling podcast yeah, that Dave Essler and I put on. Uh, so actually, we were kind of talking about the Brewers Padres matchup for Friday, but the chatter kind of went into last night's game mm-hmm. or you know later that day's game from when we were recording, and we kind of started talking about how right now we actually liked the Brewers last night, the game in which they just won, yeah, and the yeah. reason being is you know if they were going to throw a bullpen game at San Diego they might have been potentially calling somebody up or guys kind of out of spots where maybe they're not necessarily pitching three, four, five, six innings like a normal starter. So you're getting more different arms coming at you and and not as much familiarity, but that could affect the Brewers versus the Padres tonight, especially because we were talking if Bryce Wilson, who was in the uh, bullpen, was the one that actually started because his name was floated out around there becoming a starter and kind of doing a bullpen day where if he wasn't able to cover innings and then the bullpen that was really good had to kind of be asked to do more, more than it's really capable of Mm -hmm. that could impact the brewers tonight because they would have a shorter bullpen and Eric Lauer, who obviously San Diego's familiar with, he was a Padre. If anyone's got a book on him and it's that organization, (laughs) uh, they drafted him, they brought him up, but, uh, Colin Ray was huge because they didn't have to do that. He went almost six innings, and I think he could have went six innings if they didn't pull him a little early because he was still pitching well. Yeah, But it sounded like he was kind of on about that 85 uh, pitch count because he wasn't really stretched out. Yeah, he had 83 pitches last night. But, uh, yeah, Colin Ray really saved the bullpen for tonight and moving forward in this series because the Brewers didn't get a day off this week. Mm -hmm. So they had to play straight through. Like, a lot of teams had Thursday off. What's their next day off? Um when they, after they come back from the West Coast. Uh, more, more, we'll look at the schedule. More from Craig about the, the rotation and how they're using their pitchers. Collins, um, you know, he was in Japan all last year and, and was, a, you know, a starter in Japan. And then, um, you know, he, he's off to a good start uh, in AAA. Um, and, and we've kind of coming into spring training and what he sh- showed in spring training, kind of he, he was, you know, a, a, someone that if we were going to go early in the season, he was going to be a guy we were probably going to go to. And his first two starts, he continued to pitch well, and, and so he's going to get a shot here. There's Greg. Well, it's kind of the same thing last year. Remember when they had all these injuries and they were kind of they were kind of throwing a bunch of different uh, guys in at that five slot in the rotation. What Ethan Small got an opportunity um, against the Cubs at Wrigley Field, and he 
he looked good for the first few innings and then got absolutely shelled. Yeah. And then they tried kind of like a bullpen day. And then if you remember correctly, um, they actually threw in a guy named Jason Alexander and then he pitched really well. <laughs> he did. And then they were like, well, I'll keep you know, he it. was the best guy out of the, the kind of the trio that we tried. Yeah. He kind of earned another start, especially because we have so many injuries. Brewers aren't quite to that spot yet, but they're kind of close to where they were when they had all those injuries last year. And yeah, I mean, if, if Colin Ray is going to come up and throw that well, or at least give you kind of like, we, we all knew Jason Alexander was never going to be a great pitcher, but how long could he go pitching well enough to eat innings for the Brewers and to did, get them through? He did pretty good for himself. And before like other major league teams got a book on him or really start to figure him out. Yeah. But as we clearly saw two or three months in Jason Alexander was uh, he was getting hit extremely yeah. hard. He he did well for himself for a, a short amount, a decent amount of time for him. Right. It, was, in, it was until the real true big leaguers yeah. got a real true scouting report on Jason Alexander. Yeah. Colin Ray might be the same thing because you mentioned and Craig council mentioned about how he was in Japan. But he has basically been a triple A slash big league pitcher since 2015. And he's been what I would consider a quadruple A arm. He's pretty good at triple A, but not quite good, good enough at the major league level to stay there. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what he's been since 2015. And, and he is what he is, but what the brewers are asking him to do is give us at right now, give us three good, decent starts. And right now we got one out of, we got a great start out of him, Rowdy. Uh, it's the same thing with what the, they Jason Alexander, Alexander of last year. Is this the Jason Alexander arc? Except, <laughs> except for the Brewers continued to have injuries last year, and he got thrusted more and more into that starting five. And, yeah, but you have to give it to Jason Alexander. He made it like two months before yeah. he kind of started getting touched up. It's the, it's the Jason Alexander arc. He's on the rise right now, and what comes up eventually has to come down. But right now, he's on the come up. But if you talk about, like, the Brewers and their starting pitching, Woody is out two or three starts, so that's basically May or yeah. close to May. Yeah. Hauser is expected to be out until late April, May. So Woody and Hauser are roughly on the same timeline. Ashby's not Ashby's back at the earliest in August slash September if he comes back. And then speaking of the devil, Jason Alexander, he's not expected back until at least June at the earliest. Like that's a long time. Like we, a long they time. need they need to get Woody and Hauser back by the end of April or May, because if they don't, all those other guys are already guaranteed to be out for a long time. <laughs> the only bad thing we about Colin Ray Rowdy is we don't have a cool, like, like Jason Alexander had George Costanza connection. We don't have, like, a cool, like, pop culture connection to Colin Ray yet. We have time to figure it out, though. Like, we had the summer of George for Jason Alexander. I don't know what we have of Colin Ray. A ray of sunshine? I guess it's 80 degrees, the sun's up? I have no idea. Well, think of it. But it's going to it's gonna be a weird combination of Colin Ray, who now deserves another start, Jansen Junk, who they optioned back down to AAA, Ethan Small would probably still be in that mix if crazy things happen, mm -hmm. and then bullpen days, like what the Rays made famous years, you know, five, six yeah. years ago. And listen, if the pitchers don't want to carry it, then how about we get a little more of this instead? Because uh, uh, this would be pretty cool if uh, the Brewers continue to do stuff like this. And to Les, down the right field line, 2 nothing Milwaukee. A little Rowdy Bomb. A little Boomski. That's the way to break out of it right there, Rowdy to Les. Gets a hang and breaking ball. 0-1. And 
Martinez leaves it up, hangs up there a little bit, and Rowdy Telez goes down the line. A linea home run right there. That's what that's what I like to see, Rowdy. A little a little Rowdy crushing it out of the park. Pretty nice. All right, Brewers back at it tonight, eight forty. Again, it's Friday though. Happy Friday, everyone. TGIF. We don't have to worry about getting up too early tomorrow, do we, Rowdy? Feeling down and dirty, feeling kind of mean. Huh. Yeah. A one to another extreme. That's from Rowdy to this man right here. Dave Esler. Let's have a good time. Ain't got no time to waste, Dave. What's going on, baby? Hey, I was just talking to Rowdy off air, and I'm proud of that kid. He is now, he is now betting baseball total as first five bets and a year ago I couldn't get him to look at a total. Dave. He's he's just he's just his trajectory is like I would fall over trying to go up that course. Dave, would you consider yourself a good influence or a bad influence on Rowdy? Well let's see what his bankroll looks like. <laughs> Rowdy, how's the bankroll looking? It's, it's in fine condition. It's we're still able to pay bills. All right, we're in the black, so we're good. <laughs> we're in the black. Dave, we're in the, you're a good influence. We're in the black. Now, if you're a, if he was in the red, I'd consider you a bad influence. Say 1-800-ALL-BETS-OFF. Yeah. i take Fridays off. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dave, I got Foreigners Double Vision playing. I got, you got the winner's take with Rowdy, the awesome podcast that's out. That was the fourth one out now? Yeah, this would be our fourth one. The fourth Second one. Week. So we got that for the winner's take, and then also we got you on Fridays. It's like Double Vision, like Foreigners singing about in the song, Dave. How about that? Well, I appreciate I appreciate the double paycheck too. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Dave. Of course, David, hit us with it right yeah. away, baby. What are we looking at in baseball? I mean, Rowdy brought. What did you have? Four best. Yeah, today? we had four. All first fives or in totals. It, like you said, wild times we live in these days. Give us some, uh, Mister Essler, and we'll see if Rowdy had already uh, picked it out of the hat this morning. What do you got? Well, he probably did. I mean, I think my favorite bet tonight is. Tampa Bay for the first five innings. I mean, Rasmussen's unhittable right now. Um, Barrios is a huge wild card. Take the bullpens out of the equation and, and hope Rasmussen uh, can can not let Toronto get to the order a third time in the fifth inning because that's usually the deadly one. Now, I, Dave, I like that. Yeah. We so we yeah. talked about that game actually <laughs> yeah. on the podcast, but I have a question for you just in general. When you see a game like that where Yesterday when we were talking about it, the Rays were plus money. Now it's like move 40, 45 cents. Is there ever a point where you're like, yeah, you know, I really still like Rasmussen here, but because it's it's moved so much and the line's been steamed, I might stay away from it? Or is this it's, it still doesn't matter? Um, that's a good question. I think that some, it always matters. Sometimes it matters a lot, and sometimes, it, like in this case, one of the confirmations I get is this morning about almost three quarters of the tickets are, are on Toronto, and yet the line is going towards Tampa Bay. So you have reverse line movement there. So, you know, I'm glad I bet that yesterday at plus 105 rather than minus 128 or 30, what it is now. But I would still bet it. I mean, a win is a win, and I like that one quite a bit. Hell yeah. Um, you know, I, I have a hard time swallowing the fact that the Brewers are like, Plus 140, 145. I mean, they have a better bullpen. 
They showed it again last night. Mm. I know it's probably probably a bullpen game, but you know, Walk is one of those guys that can go either way. Hell yeah, Dave. Well, Dave, we also talked about this game, how we liked the Brewers last night. Now, not probably not a ton of people actually listen to the podcast before the game just because of the timing, but we talked about right. how a potential bullpen game yesterday could actually be a, a negative for the Brewers tonight, and that's why we could see the Padres being favored. But Colin Ray, guy they pull up from AAA, gives them five and two-thirds, only one run. He kind of saved the bullpen. This Brewer bullpen is all of a sudden not as drained as we thought it might be. So like you said, maybe there is some value with the Brewers tonight since the bullpen is healthy, ready to go. Yeah, exactly, and we talked about that game. I would have taken the Brewers blindly because the Padres played the day before in New York against the Mets. So, you know, five-hour, six-hour flight, whatever it is, from New York to San Diego, three time zones. Um, you know, these guys get home, and I think I've mentioned it before, they have families and kids and, and wives have honeydew lists. And, you know, to turn yeah. around and play and, yeah. and turn around and play again in 12 hours, that's always tough. But, you know, this is a case where it's just simply value. I mean, I don't – I don't uh, – I don't. I totally don't understand. San Diego so far this year has kind of struggled a little bit against left-handers, which you wouldn't expect. It's a small sample size, but nevertheless, it is a sample size. So I would. I, I think I would take the Brewers. Maybe I don't know. Well, I can look really. Hard. I was thinking the the uh, the run line because it's a reasonable total. Yeah, the Brewers run line's plus one forty-five. Mm. That's a little steep, but I think that's probably a winner. Dave, how so, is your how is your honey do list looking? By the way, I've been tackling mine this week, dude. I cut the tree from my backyard. I took out the chainsaw, cut it up. I stacked the wood, cleared some brush, raked some leaves. How's your honey do list looking? Yeah, I I got a pretty big dent made in that last week, and this week I have to be honest, I haven't really. It's probably grown. <laughs> how was Easter, by the way? Uh, I'm so, so sorry. I just jumped right into gambling. How was Easter for you, Dave, on Sunday? It was another gambling day after I went to church. <laughs> Every day is a gamble, Dave. Come on. You know yeah, this. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. You know, I, I remember roughly when I started doing this professionally, and there's no days off when you do this. I mean, Christmas, Easter, you know, you got you to gotta, you gotta look at it. And I think I've been doing this like 4,280 days in a row. Mm. So, But it, it's, mean... it's, easy, it's easy to get stale at times, and I think – knowing where my head is at in the morning before I force something, you know, am I pissy about losing last night? You know, it's, it's such a mind game. And I think Rowdy and I have talked about this, you know, when you get in losing streaks, it's like, Oh my God, I got to do this again. I don't have any confidence. Well, you get on winning streaks, and it's just boom. I have I, all kinds of clarity. I, think, I have all kinds of clarity. I'll put half my mortgage on it. I think foreigner made a song about that too, Dave. It's called head games, you know? So yeah. They did, yeah. they did, and I believe that was the first song they did in their set, too, so they definitely got right to the point. Dave, I don't know why you're complaining about 12 years straight of work. <laughs> yeah, Dave, I mean, come on. You're an American, aren't every, you? You're supposed to work every day. Come every, on. Hey, look, every day, I mean, I made picks. I made I made bets one time when I was in Egypt for 10 days, and, of course, I, I didn't. I didn't tell anybody because, <laughs> because they would have, they would have, all my customers would have said, well, that's why you're losing. Well, quite frankly, it was it was an advantage because it was like a six-hour time difference. So I could get up in the morning and watch the end of the late games on the West Coast, and I would be 
I actually think I, I don't know. I went some ridiculous 15 and two or something. Were you like so, trying to climb like the pyramids, trying to get better cell reception ooh. so you could get those picks out? Yeah. They'll tackle you if you try to do that. Were you, were you a bad boy going up to the great pyramid, Dave? No, I, I used my daughter's phone cause she's a lot more techie than me. So I knew she would have it under control. Hey, I also, I want to go to like, I love ancient I, Egypt stuff. I, I really want to go to Egypt. How was it? Oh, it was the one place in the world I would go back to tomorrow. Really? Yeah. You check out the pyramids, I, I mean, take it, and the Sphinx? and well, the pyramids was kind of, eh, you know, Cairo. Well, there's like a, a pizza bit. hut, like, right next to it, which is kind of kills the vibe a little bit. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I, I, have, no, <laughs> I have no control. Well, I know. I, well, I've never been there, but I've seen, like, well, here's the Great Pyramids, and then all of a sudden you look to your left, and there's, like, a pizza hut. <laughs> well, I don't know. What was I didn't it? notice. Did you go to the Valley of the Dead? Where'd you go? What'd you do? I'm curious. Yeah, I went to the Valley of the Kings down in Luxor. That's way better than way better than Cairo. Did you go down the Nile? Yeah, Luxor, uh, I did. Did you go I with did. King Tut? King no, I, I saw all his stuff in the uh, Egyptian <laughs> Museum. Sweet. I did. That's cool. I like. I love that stuff. Did, here's what here's what we need to do, Dave. You and I need to go to Egypt. They won't let us. They won't let anyone do it. But I want to do it in the middle of the night. We go digging below the Sphinx. Find out what's in that little secret passage under there. What do you think? You and I, we'll take some um, shovels. I don't know. They, they probably don't have laws. They could probably do whatever they want. So that we better make. I'll let you make the plan as to how we don't get caught because that could be life threatening. <laughs> yeah, especially in a foreign country like that. <laughs> It'll definitely be life threatening. But Dave, uh, no risk, no reward. Hence why you're a gambler, Dave. I got to ask you, NBA playoffs. What are we thinking of some maybe some futures? And what do we think of the NBA playoffs coming up here? What do you what are you eyeing up? Well, I'm checking it game by game now because if I haven't bet futures by now, I'm really getting the worst of it. Um, there's a game I like tomorrow better than tonight. I actually like the New York Knicks. Uh, I think they're getting five and a half or six at Cleveland. Um, the Knicks beat Cleveland three out of four uh, this year, and um, I just think Cleveland's a bit overrated. You know, they went through that streak in the middle of the season, and now maybe not so much. And the Knicks... I guess Julius Randle participated in practice yesterday a little bit. I mean, but that's better than being in a walking boot. So they may get him back sooner than you think. So I also bet the Knicks, I think, plus 160 to win that series. Okay, okay. And uh, I, I'm not not like gambling advice on this one, but how are you feeling about the Milwaukee Bucks? I told you two weeks ago I bet them three plus 310 to win. You're still hanging out? Oh, yeah, that's what I'm talking about, baby. I mean, yeah, yeah, I can't call the book and say how you mean it. No, no, I know that, but you don't know buyer's remorse still feeling good? No, I'm good. I mean, I, I might not be if they go down 0-2 in the first series, but, you know, what, what's done is done. I'm a practical man. What's done is done, Dave. Let's go. You're going to win so much money this week, I can feel it, Dave, that you're going to build your own pyramid. Well, pay someone to build yeah, it for I you. Might, you know, there's another baseball game I might take, yeah, and yeah. Rowdy and I didn't talk about this last night, but the Braves are at Kansas City. Charlie Morton against Singer, and you would think that the Braves would be heavily favored. And they are, but not as much as you would think. They opened minus 150. Now they're down to minus 135-ish. Um, and a lot of the money and tickets are on Kansas City. And I'm inclined to agree with that because the Braves are missing a lot of pieces this year. And I've wondered if Morton isn't regressing back to his Pirates days. Um, he's kind of pitched over his peripherals for a couple of years. So that could be your upset of the year. I mean, everybody and their brother will bet on 
we'll bet on Atlanta, and I think they might be wrong. Well, Dave, great minds think alike because we gave out uh, Kansas City in the first five for today. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair, Fair enough. enough. You know, all your all your first five stuff. This is going to be one of those where the Braves are up one nothing after five, and and Kansas City wins the game eleven to one. Well, Dave, uh, just past history in the last um, five days, we did have Boston on the the money line in the first five innings yesterday. A seventh, uh, seven run bottom of the fifth beat us when we had a three to one lead, and then a Mariners team in the first five innings that was up seven to nothing ended up giving up, I believe it was seven or eight runs mm. the next inning, Mm-mm. and they lost eleven to eight in five innings. Mm. Well, I don't have any sympathy for you because I had the Yankees. I had the Yankees and the Twins first five under yesterday, and the Twins scored nine runs in the top of the first. We were right there with you, Dave. We had the under for the game total, and that was uh, over yeah. after the first ups. Yeah, yeah, it was, that's tough. That was really nice. That was no no fun at all, and because I think they only. As, uh, you know, combined scored four runs for the next eight and a half innings. So, man, you know, man. I was Those right there. Tough, I was right there Those with you. I, I planned on, you know, going on the treadmill and watching that game because it was on MLB Network. And I turned it on and got on the treadmill. And then nine runs later, I'm like, I really don't want to be on here doing this anymore. The game's did over. You, I can't I, watch I, it. I have a question. Did you did you actually run on the treadmill or did you just like sit on no, the Rudy, treadmill? No, Rudy doesn't run. He doesn't run. My knees are too bad for that. Ruddy, don't run. It's a nice, solid walking pace while watching sports. We're walking, Dave. All right? We're walking. Okay. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> Dave, you the man, brother. Thanks so much. We love you. Follow along. Dave underscore Essler, pregame.com. You and Rowdy crushing it on the winner's take. Have a great weekend, my friend. We love you, Dave. I right, love you guys, too. I'll oh, talk to you next yes. week. All right. Well, I'll plan that Egypt trip, okay? Bring shovels. Christian Yelich. Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show. I was on uh, the Wisco Sports Show yesterday. He's like, what's everyone saying about Yelly? I'm like, oh, you know, some people say they're embarrassed to wear his jersey. Others say they're using his jersey as an oil rag. Um, you know, the, how can we get rid of him? Our guy Jordan Krebs, J.A. Krebs on Twitter. We love you, Krebs. He's like, just cut his ass. Uh, you know, there's so many ideas out there of what to do with Yelly. Well, last night, if you want to look at it this way, Yelich got on base and then was the game-winning run. Well, he started on base. Correct. He started on base because in extra innings, Rowdy, what happens? Yeah, so in the 10th inning when you go to extras, the guy that was the last out from the inning prior starts on second base. So, so Yel- he Yel- was the last out, so Yel- he became got on base. the guy on second. He got on second. Now, albeit, you know, it was because of the rules, but he was there. I mean, like, if you're looking at a glass half full here with Christian Yelich, at least he was on base and was, you know, Accounted for a run. In fact, the bases were loaded a couple games ago, Rowdy, and uh, what the 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 final game of uh, the last series, and Yelly with the bases loaded didn't strike out. Believe it or not, he actually got what an RBI out of it. So he's been, you know, I'm trying to find some good stuff for Christian Yelich here. But we were we we've, we've known this. If you look at Christian Yelich from when he hit the big leagues in 2013 all the way through 2019, great doubles hitter. You know, could spray the ball to any field, and then he really started to to come into his own power wise, like twenty seventeen through twenty nineteen. Well, twenty twenty, he had a lot of power, but he also only hit two oh five, and it was a two month season. So you kind of threw that off as like a, eh, it was a weird COVID year. He was coming back from the shattered kneecap, whatever. You know, twenty twenty one is going to be better. 
Well, he's been even worse in 2021 and 2022. At least, though, in 2022, they found that, hey, if we move him up in the lineup, put him as the leadoff hitter, he's still getting on base at a decent clip. But when you look at all of his numbers, his slugging, his on-base percentage, his batting average, all that good stuff has been some of the worst numbers in his career. Yeah. So, Rowdy, I mean, we're all talking about, like, what do you do with Yelly? What do you do with Yelly? What are we going to do with Yelly? Well, here's an idea. Rowdy thought of a, something incredible. Now, unless you really like Christian Yelich, which, listen, he, they got the, his Tumblr night coming up. So if you don't know what a Tumblr is, you can mix, you know, cocktails, drinks with it. Many are saying that they did a Tumblr night because the only way that you can actually watch Christian Yelich and enjoy it is by getting just blasted off of some liquor. That's why they have the Tumblr night. But, Rowdy, you had a good idea about Yelly. So... Well, well, just let's just look at the situation. Christian Yelich is going to be under contract with the Milwaukee Brewers for six more seasons, and he's making a little over $26 million a year. Like, that's a ton of money to be married to a guy that isn't playing at the level of that contract mm. and is not an MVP, is not an all-star, and even right now isn't even a borderline all-star. That's, that is a... Anchor around the Brewers' neck, especially being a small market baseball team that doesn't want to go out and spend a ton of money, as we all know. But we got to look around at the current roster. You have uh, Garrett Mitchell, who's playing pretty well. You have uh, Joey Weimer, who's come up and, and made some plays, though his average has fall, uh, fall fell a little bit here lately. But then you have Sal Freelich, who's arguably better than both of those two guys that they obviously didn't want to bring up right away. He was probably a guy that they're going to wait until after May if they decide to bring him up because they don't want to start his service time early. But he's arguably better than those two. And then you have Jackson Cheerio, who's the number one prospect in baseball, obviously the number one prospect in the Brewers organization. The kid just turned 19 like less than a month ago. And he's absolutely raking in double A. And that's a kid that's probably going to be ready for the big leagues in a year or two, like two years max. So we have just a ton of outfielders right now that are going to be under contract for the next six plus years. Yeah, and good. And their names are Christian Yelich, who's making 26 plus million. Oof. It's Joey Weimer, Garrett Mitchell, Sal Freelich, and then even Jackson Cheerio that are going to be making pennies on the dollar. That's that's too many outfielders. So we've had yeah. callers. Too saying, many. Hey, what are we going to do with this log jam in the outfield? Now, in the past with the Brewers under David Stearns, the log jams always kind of worked out, right? There'd sure. be injuries or they would trade a guy that was a decent prospect to to get it like a good relief pitcher down the stretch. Yeah. It all worked out. Well, check this, but this out. one. It's like it, it's it doesn't look like it's going to work well, out. All these guys are playing too well. And then Yelich is the anchor. How about this, Rowdy? Here's the Rowdy's idea. I'm going to set it up. There are a couple of uh, groups getting together for Major League Baseball expansion. So, uh, the newest one, Salt Lake City, led by the former Utah Jazz owner, wants to pursue a Major League Baseball franchise in the coming years. Also, they're going to join Nashville's Music City Baseball and the Portland Diamond Project in lobbying to join the current 30 Major League Baseball organizations. And Las Vegas is also considered a prime destination for a franchise. It has emerged as a strong candidate if the Oakland A's relocate. But there are a couple of groups wanting to uh, lobby Major League Baseball for expansion. More teams in Major League Baseball. This is where Rowdy's plan comes in. And it's interesting because all the people out there that say we should just cut them, that's not realistic. It's not going to happen. The Brewers as a small market aren't going to eat $26 million the next six years. 
it's so hard to find a trade. You'd almost have to find a team like with a Cody Bellinger, like when he was with the Dodgers, where you'd have to swap. You'd probably still have to eat a bunch of money, and then you're carrying another guy that's probably not worth the money he's getting paid. So there's really not a great trade situation out there. But yeah, the the expansion stuff came up, and there's there's a ton of cities that are throwing their hat in the ring. I know you mentioned uh, Las Vegas. You mentioned how Salt Lake's now throwing Nashville, Portland, Nashville, Portland, even yeah. even uh, Montreal. Would work? They'd probably just like destroy that Portland. Montreal stadium. is throwing their hat back in the ring as they were the former Expos. Yeah. So there's a ton of cities, and normally when they do this, they don't just bring in one city. Normally they bring in at least two to keep the the yep. leagues even. Yep. So I looked into expansion and I go, oh, what are the what are some of the rules? Because I remember as a kid when the Houston Texans came in and they were an expansion team and all of a sudden, you know, all of the the players, you know, were potentially taken off other teams. I know the Golden Knights as a hockey team in Vegas, they came in and they did a draft. So I wanted to make sure I, I had the rules down for the MLB draft. Here's how I think the Brewers could, if they had the balls to do it, could potentially get rid of Christian Yelich without having to cut him and without having to trade him, especially it. in the next year or two Let's hear with it. all these young cats that are coming up that are good and are skilled. It's the expansion. You have to. So there's a 40 man roster. We know that in baseball where you keep uh, 40 guys on your roster in the expansion rules. You have to unprotect six guys. So you get to keep 34 out of your 40 on your 40 man, but six of them are unprotected. Of those six, three have to be pitchers and three have to be hitters. Of those six guys, one of the pitchers has to be a guy that has at least six years of major league service, and one of the hitters has to be at least a guy with six years of major league service. In theory, the Brewers could unprotect Christian Yelich, <laughs> allow him to get into the expansion pool, and then the expansion teams get to have a draft on the players that they would like. And if they select Christian Yelich, he would then be on their team. And we know in baseball, once you select a player or trade a player, their salary is instantly becomes on your payroll. <laughs> now, Christian Yelich is a guy that you could be. He could fill that six plus years of Imagine, major league service. He could be the hitter, and you're not losing anything for him. Now you're not getting anything for him, but you're at least shedding the money and, and saying, "Hey, we got four other super young guys that are super talented, Imagine. making pennies on the dollar, and we need to find room for them." Imagine. And at the the same thing that's that is pretty funny about this is I think a, a new expansion team might be taking a, a risk or a chance and grabbing a Christian Yelich because what do you know about expansion teams? Normally they they're not going to be good, but they need names to sell. Christian Yelich is a former MVP, former All Star. He okay. is the face of the but Brewers because of what he did in the past. Let's say an expansion happens; it's not going to be for a couple years. By then, is Yelich completely? cratered out and like, exactly it's like oh i know this name christian yelich but that's I, it's like being roy munson for kingpin you were once good now your name is synonymous with being a bum see i think you if, got munson if they expand within two years i think it's a really a viable option but if it's after two years it kind of goes to your point where it's like well are they really going to want like a aging hitter that has shown the last few years that he hasn't been very good even though he is a name <laughs> and especially at that salary but i think if if it happened within the first, you know, the next two years, it's a possibity. So 
If you Brewers fans, if you want to get out of Yelly, you better hope. Yeah, and pray I'm rooting and for expansion. Cross your fingers and toes for expansion. And, and here's the worst case scenario: and the Brewers have the balls to do it. The worst case scenario is you unprotect him. He does not get drafted. And then he comes back to your team, and maybe he's pissed off because <laughs> he was he unprotected. <laughs> but then, hey, maybe that lights a fire, under, a fire his under his yeah. ass. Yeah. That's like the worst case scenario here. There is no, there is no true loss. You either yeah. get to shed his salary, or he comes back and plays for you, and you're in the same exact situation. Let's go, baby. I'm cheering for expansion. Let's go. This might be the one way this that this it. small market brewer team could Howdy. get rid of Christian Yelich. Like Adam Sandler said, "This is how I win. This is how I win." All right. Phone line's blowing up. I'll go in order. Line one, thanks for waiting. Who's this? Eric on I-90. Oh, what's up, Eric? Brody, are you suggesting the way to get rid of Yelich is to trade him to a team that doesn't exist? No, no, no. We're not no, trading. No. We allow the team that it do- currently doesn't exist, that will be in existence, to draft him in the expansion draft and then, therefore, take his salary off of our hands. But, yes, Eric, as of right now, those teams do not exist. But the idea is floating around out there, so it somewhat exists. Do you think they'd be interested in Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> this team that doesn't exist? <laughs> Eric, I mean, we've taken the psychedelics to think about this. Do we even exist? I don't know. When I'm listening to the show, I don't know if I even exist. <laughs> We're talking about stuff that doesn't exist as a solution. Yes, Eric, you got to think. You got to think of every single angle. It's like a. It's like an idea within an idea within an idea. Some call it a dream. The amount of research that Rowdy must do in one day. This he's carrying. He's carrying you, Ebo, on the information here. This actually you know, came... Right? Rowdy, when did this hit you? When did this idea hit you? Like the other day when I was seeing that more teams were interested in expanding, I'm like, huh, I wonder what those rules are for expansion because I knew they were probably pretty similar in hockey and baseball or yeah. hockey and football, which I've lived through in my lifetime because a lot of the other quote-unquote expansion teams in Major League Baseball would have been when I was like not even in elementary school yet. So... I looked it up and read it and go, man, this might be a way to get rid of Yelich without having to trade him or cut him. Yeah, this this is trailblazing stuff here from Rowdy, Eric. You are correct. I was out, like, took my chainsaw out. I had to chop up a tree. I'd do some honey-do lists. Rowdy's just, how can I get rid of Yelich? How can I get rid of Yelich? So, if there's a right, will, I'm, there's a I'm, way, I'm Eric. In. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Let's trade him. No, no, we're not trading him. We're not trading him. Oh, we're not trading him. Let's trade. Yeah. Well, we're getting rid of that money some way. That's right. That's right. Okay. A surprise coming up. I'm the surprise is supposed to be here any second now. So we'll see what happens. Uh, let's see. I got Ram Jam and Scotland says, I've definitely been blacked out bleep faced off of absinthe a few times. Definitely hits harder than other liquors. Yeah. It's like, it's like green and from wormwood and you like, you like run it through a sugar cube. It's, it's an experience. So, okay. I saw Mr. Grumpy, one young Ben Kenny, uh, tweet this out. This is not an Aaron Rodgers topic. No. This is a Brian Gutekunst topic. I saw this. NFL GM power rankings. Philadelphia Eagles, Howie Roseman comes in at number one. I mean, they, what? You know, Super Bowl, right? Brett Veach, Kansas City Chiefs, comes in at number two. No surprise, right? Super Bowls. Cincinnati Bengals come in. Duke Tobin, number three. Uh, you got Brandon Bean and Sean McDermott coming in for the Buffalo Bills, number four. John Lynch, when he isn't liking tweets in church about quarterbacks he hates, 
and Kyle Shanahan coming in number five. You, n- you never bought the excuse that he was. Oh, never. Reached into his pocket and accidentally never. a tweet disparaging Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Yeah, never. Yeah. I don't think that's ever happened to anyone accidentally liking a tweet. Oh, I'll take that back. A lot of people probably in their time on Twitter have accidentally liked a tweet. I've liked, I have accidentally liked tweets. You can go back and unlike it. You can. In like a second. And why, how could John Lynch accidentally like a tweet disparaging his, about his team and his quarterback? And at the same time, he can unclick it, and yeah. then it would have never been "quote unquote" liked. Well, apparently he was getting right with the Lord, and he didn't want to maybe you know pull out the cell phone. Number six, uh, Les Snead and Sean McVay for the Rams. Number seven, Brad Holmes for the Detroit Lions. GM Power Rankings number seven, and coming in at number eight, our own Brian Gutekunst of the Green Bay Packers, saying this ranking feels incomplete given that the terms of the expected Rogers trade are not yet known. But Goody is moving on from Rodgers at the right time. I believe that the Packers think Jordan Love is ready. He wasn't last year. We'll find out if Gutekunst is right, and that will help determine Goody's legacy in Green Bay more than his above-average drafts, and they reference Christian Watson. Savvy, targeted, free agent pickups. Sammy Watkins? Psych. And most, well, mostly smart re-signings. The extension of Elton Jenkins uh, already looks like a steal in December. It's worth noting that the Packers have given out fewer guarantees in free agency than any NFL t- uh, team this offseason, which probably won't make Love's job any easier. Brian Gutekunst at number eight, Rowdy. What do we what do we think of Goody in the top ten of GM power? Well, I think you have to look at where the Green Bay Packers in the roster was when he took over. He'd be dead last in the third. If it was just NFL draft third round, he'd be last, by the way. Because when he took over, that was when the XFL first started to revamp and come out, and the AAF was was coming out shortly after. You know, he was the GM. There were a lot of Ted Thompson former Packers that were just playing for the Packers that were winding up on XFL and AAF teams. Brian Gutekunst had to do a lot in overturning the roster. Like there was, he he did a lot to make that roster so much deeper. And when we're talking about position players, two, three, four on the depth chart, the special teams have gradually gotten better, even though I think most Packer fans would say that the uh, special teams have sucked for two decades. And the defense where he spent a lot of picks has clearly gotten better than where it was at with, you know, the 2010s with Ted Thompson towards the end of his time, where it was like Aaron Rodgers, some Devontae Adams and uh, Clay Matthews, and then pretty much nothing else. Yeah. So I think overall, yeah, he has done pretty well, especially when he had money in, you know, the 2019, 2020 to really spend on free agents. He's overall done quite well with free agents, even now finding the Keyshawn Nixons of the world uh, where they're more like pennies on the dollar. He's done overall well in free agency. He has been, I would say, pretty decent in his first and second round picks. Now you mentioned the thirds for sure, a hole in the third round. But overall, he's been pretty solid, and he's he's made the team much better and much deeper since taking over. And, I mean, I could see a top 10. I, I don't think he's top 5, no. but he's not in the top 5 on this no. list. So I, I, don't, here's a, I don't have a ton of qualms with it. Here's what's going to affect his ranking. Well, not his ranking, but his, how we view him and will be his ranking. How's Jordan Love? Exactly. That's a that's a huge thing. This is the biggest thing of all. He has, Goody has tied his career. To how is Jordan Love? Like, he easily could have went 
traded up, taken a wide receiver, or even you know reached a little bit on T. Higgins and it would have worked out, or even had the safe play and sure up the offensive line, or yep. take the linebacker safe, whatever they wanted to do, it was a lot easier to sell that to the fan base like you're trying to help Aaron Rodgers win a Super Bowl, but instead you trade up to take Jordan Love. Right now, Brian Gutekunst, I mean... This is his biggest move with the Jordan Love. You've pissed off Aaron Rodgers. You you want him out. You're pushing him out. You've pushed him out. So now we see what happens. And if if Gutekunst was like a complete home run, you know, complete overhaul of the roster, uh, good, pretty good free agent signings. Say he didn't even have a hole in the third round, and they never won a Super Bowl, and they kind of just did what they have done the the recent years. And they push Aaron Rodgers out, and they trade it up to draft Jordan Love, and Love ends up being terrible. He would only be remembered for the Jordan Love pick, not for the other stuff that he had done yeah. leading up to that or what the Packers had done. Yeah. So, yeah, he really put his ass on the line. Yep. All right. Um, his ass is now in the jackpot. <laughs> you had our ass in the jackpot, baby. All right, the, uh, a surprise is what eminent. What does that mean? What does it mean? A surprise is happening. And it's not Ben Kenny. Good morning, Ben Kenny. Good morning. Do you know sorry, the surprise? Sorry to let everybody down. Well, you do every day. It's fine. I know. You look very... You must be golfing today because you look very... I have never seen you in such quite the attire. I'm playing golf today. Ben's going, got the polo. Can you stand up? Can I I need to look. Can you stand up? north. Ben has a polo. It's a... Is that pink? Salmon? What is that? It's red and white, which... Do you have boat shoes on? That's pink. not red. No, I... It's red and white if you look close, but it, it looks pink. pink. Yeah, it's red stripes and white stripes. Which is pink. Because you put them together. I am looking at a distance from Ben, and he's in another room. He's got a what I view as a pink polo. I have Crocs on, Nelson. And then he's got a a nice white uh, golf hat. And then a, what is, uh, is that a, is that a Ralph Lauren? No. A polo? Tommy, what is that? This? Yeah, yeah. It's a sweatshirt. I know, but what's the brand? It's, it's, uh, it's a golf brand. Oh, okay. I thought I saw like. If he wasn't going golfing, what would your second guess be? Like a, a frat meeting? I'm I'm going up north to a to a, a nice place to play. So. That a baby, you look you look like you're ready to go win the tournament. Is what I'm trying to say. You look like you're going to go win a golf tournament. Is what I'm trying to say. Thank you. Yeah, take that as a compliment. Uh, do you know the surprise happening? I I, I think I know. Okay, surprise yeah, happening. I have no the, idea. Zach and I were. Zach and I had it. Line one. Good morning. What's up? What's, What's up, boys? <laughs> this is the surprise. What is the timing. What 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 have I missed? Dude, this show has been an all-time. This is an all-time Friday show. Wow. That sucks. I, I, I can't even I can't even begin to give you the cliff note version of it. It's been anything and everything. It's been wild. Huh. Well, so Charlie's getting too much attention, eh? That's crazy. Charlie's sick of people knowing who he is as he walks for on his beer runs because of the it's the power of over the line, dude. It, it has happened here in Marinette. People will say to me like that I know that end up listening to the show, they're like, are you Polly from Marinette? And I'm like, yeah. Dude, I'm telling you. So it's not impossible, but I I mean, Charlie's... Everyone listens know, to the show. Like, everyone. Oh, yeah. I, I, I don't have a hard time believing the people in Charlie's area would know who he was. Yeah. Everyone He's listens not. to the show, and that's why I'm so glad when people call in that they can be recognized out walking around. It's the power of over the line. Um, But, no, Absinthe, I've, I've been there. I had a night on Absinthe. <clears throat> My brother-in-law went to the Czech Republic, went to Prague, and brought back a bottle, and we, he was like, yeah, apparently you can hallucinate on it. And I'm like, well, let's give it a try. Did so, you? No. We stayed up all night drinking almost the whole bottle. I know. I know. I'm just uh, getting, like, extremely drunk. Like, I never saw anything. But. 
Well, yeah, I didn't see anything either. We were playing Tiger Woods golf, <laughs> and uh, I was drinking absinthe. It was the one where you could take a club out of the other person's bag if you win the hole. Oh, yeah, yeah, fun. that was fun. Yeah, um, and we were doing that all night, and we woke up the next day, and they were having a car boot sale, which the trunk of your car is called the boot, right? So you go to this lot, and everybody sells stuff out of their car. It's like a flea market, right? And my, my, ex, my ex-wife and her sister were going to sell some stuff. So we're going all these windy country roads. I'm sitting in the back trying not to puke. It was the worst, the worst hangover I've ever had, I think. It was horrific. Horrific. <laughs> That's funny, dude. Yeah, I just got really drunk and I got a bad hangover, too. I never never hallucinated. Just save that for, like, yeah, mushrooms well, or acid or something. Whatever. I, I guess if I start getting harassed for, you know, or notice too much, I'll have to come up with a different name. I was going to go with Chester Marco, but... <laughs> Hey, Paulie. I, guess there can only, I guess there can be only one, right? Yeah, it's like Highlander. Paulie, you're, yeah. you're going to love this surprise, Paulie. You're going to absolutely right. love it. All right, before, because you haven't listened to anything. Keep it moving. No, no, he's on. Paulie, uh, the, I want the surprise to say hello to you, if you would be so kind. Hey. Morning, Paulie. Good morning. Morning. Do you know who that is? How are you doing? Uh, he, is it Mitch from Madison? It's nope. the host of your actual favorite show. You would never oh. tell anyone, but. Yeah, yeah. Well, Everyone say know, good morning Grant, to Grant Bills of the Wisco Sports Show. Good morning, Grant. Hey. I, good morning. Good morning. I, I this, do, I did I not plan this out. This couldn't have happened any better. It's pretty funny. Yeah. I do accidentally listen from time to time. <laughs> there you go. See? <laughs> accidentally. That Paulie, seems a little. Who do you uh, love more, Grant or Ben Kenny? Oh, boy, that's a close race. <laughs> Wow. After last week? Yeah, last week you were hot. You were hot under the collar for uh, Ben. I feel good. Yeah, I, 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 I might have just had a bad day. <laughs> I can respect that. That's good to hear. Probably, we all love you. No matter what, at the end of the day, well, I can't speak for everyone, but at the end yeah, of the no day, Yeah, no matter I love what you. those people up in Marinette say about you. Yeah, you're not, you're not that big of an a-hole. All right, one more before break. Hello, who's this? Hello. What up, brothers? Hey, Mitch, Mitch in Madison, is that you? No, it's the end of the day. Oh, geez, you actually sound like a man for a second. What up, Z? What up? I mean, oh, don't shut up, Grant. Oh, I, I, sorry. Wait. I didn't even say anything. Hey. I didn't. I didn't uh, mean that. That was just that. I, I actually kind of meant it. If, if anything, this might be the worst surprise. I just like giving I mean, you crap. I just I want to bring back the dancers from the Silk Exotic. Oh, dude. I've been trying so hard to get that back. I've been going to all Apparently the salespeople. Rowdy, have I not been on it? Have I not? I've heard it mentioned. I have said so many times to our sales department, get Silk Exotic back on and get the featured dancers once a month when they got all the good porn stars. Lisa Ann, Kendra Sutherland, Sarah J. Uh, Anna Perks. Anna Perks. The one that dated Charlie Sheen. We didn't want to get with her. Um, <laughs> she like Rowdy, though. What? Nothing. You like Robbie? Yeah, I remember. Uh, uh, the star, uh, Lucy Starfall. Uh, I've never seen Evo this excited. Um, who's the other one? Tia something. Brett Rossi. Brett was Rossi the, was the one with Charlie Sheen. Oh, oh, there was one. Oh, her butt. Oh, I, I'm just saying. What the hell is her if, name? If, if she's we get a porn star's back, I guarantee uh, Ben Kenny will always be happy on Fridays. I don't know. He'd probably be pretty nervous. Ben, ben would you be happy or nervous? I don't know. I had Lisa. Hey, Lisa Ann and I actually ended up a good friendship out of that. We both follow each other on Twitter. Mm-hmm. 
She's a nice person. Very nice. She actually does. She does fantasy sports. Uh, Great gal. Mm -hmm. She does a lot of sports stuff. Good hat on her shoulders. She's retired, by the way. You know, there's no, and then there's also a no, and she's on the ultimate no list. Who? And she's she's a total package. Who? Lisa Ann. She's a total package. She's retired. She's retired. See, I feel like you've been uh, uh, feeling quite lonely lately. Oh, I'm always lonely. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. We're on. Hey, hey, let's watch the language a little bit. I said shiitake mushrooms. Oh, well, I dumped it anyway. Sorry. Z, anything else before we... (laughs) I'm just hung over as crap. We had our dark banquet last night, so... Oh, yeah, I, had a yeah. I had a first last night. My grandpa dropped me off at the Dar banquet, and then he and then he picked me up. And uh, usually, I have to go pick him up when he's too drunk. So what? it was kind of nice. And it's more than me and my grandpa ever did for each other. It's a family yeah. affair. Yeah, family tradition. I would make my grandfather a brandy Manhattan. Does a- your grandpa have the same thoughts on people who ride bikes in the Dells? My grandpa goes really slow, so actually the bike probably goes faster than him. Does he have the same thoughts of Lisa Ann as you do? And he's a man. Uh, I'm pretty sure he'd have, if he had those thoughts, he'd have a heart attack and we'd be going to the memorial. We won't tell grandma, it's okay. Grandma's passed away, so I'm pretty sure he'd nice, have those thoughts. Ebo. Oh. Nice, Ebo. Love goes it's on. All good. Love. Oh, no. I. Grandpa got a DUI two years ago. We did a trip <laughs> so. What? Dude, this show's been so crazy today. Every I know, that's why. Yeah. All right. Um, Z, <laughs> I love you, buddy. And then I'll tell Lisa and you send your best, okay? Gooches, gooches. Z, buddy. I'm not kidding. A budding friendship I had with Lisa Ann. It's been a while since we've talked, but. She's got a good head on her shoulders, it seems. Very yes, grounded. She does something good with head, I'll tell you that. Down to earth. All right, so. Uh, Down to earth. Very down to earth. Does uh, Lisa Ann does fantasy? It's her sports show. Grant, it is Neil Diamond week on the Wisco Sports Show. It is. This is about as hardcore music as I can handle this morning. This is perfect. You were at a concert last night. I was. How was Goose? They were. You would have. You would have loved it. They was were it so sick. Was it very similar to how the concert we went to together? The amount of noise that this band made would have cut Bob Weir in half, that old man. Like, well, the Goose is young. Three Bob times Weir's old. louder. Yeah, really? like really loud. I enjoyed the Bob Weir show because of the, the, the noise, the level of volume was like nowhere near of a normal concert. No, I it was, was very subdued. I was in the pit last night. Guy collapsed right next to me. Like at Bob Weir? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was young. He was just, oh. he, they were 19. Allegedly. I'm not, I'm not putting anyone on a blast. I talked to him. I was like, is your buddy okay? They're like, yeah, we're 19. I just don't think he's used to drinking a lot. Got hot. You sure it was drinking? I think the guys the guys look like they were sharing business ideas all night, if you know what I mean. Like, t- yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've never talked to anyone that much in my life compared to these two guys. Oh, yeah. Yelling they were in definitely... each other's ears. Yeah.